The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. What What is the day today, Robbie? It is, in fact, Father's Day Eve. Father's Day. Eve. I'm so pumped about that. Oh, Father's Day Eve. And I it's still here. think I still think of Father's Day as being my dad's day. I I don't always remember that. Oh wait, I'm a dad. It's coming for me too. And I have a special Father's Day. My daughter Taylor's going to take me out to eat in a couple of hours, and uh, we're going to spend some time together. So, oh, that's always good. it's like Christmas before Christmas. You know? Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. Well, today we have in the studio Robbie Dillmore, and we have my good friend Dennis Breeden, and not with us today, far away, actually on his way home now from Guatemala, is our buddy Sam Maine. Do you think he eats guacamole in Guatemala? You know. <laughs> My, just get help thought it never crossed my mind, Robbie. <laughs> my wife and his wife and his kids, they all went on this medical mission trip, and my wife kept sending me pictures back of the food, and she said, this is the world's best guacamole ever. Well, they should be guacamole. It ought to be. In, 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 yeah, it just sounds like it ought to be. In Everything guacamole. to me looked great, except for the volcano, the active volcano seven miles in the background, and I thought, just Kinda come home. A damper on things, it's yeah. time to come home, Not right now. Well, today we have a great show because it's Father's Day Eve, we're going to be talking about our father, our heavenly father. And when we were doing this show, I started thinking, you know, my life with my heavenly father before I became father by God, before we actually embraced that relationship or I embraced the relationship and then after the difference between it. And have you guys experienced a, um, a drastic difference after you've been fathered by God, Dennis? Yeah, absolutely. And it's still a work in progress, very much so. But uh, how I look at my Heavenly Father, the relationship that we have, uh, how it continues to grow. I'm learning how to have a relationship, period, right. by the relationship with my Heavenly Father. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's an ongoing um, journey with our Father. Now, Robbie, we're going to start off with your clips, but I want to get your take on it, and then I, I'd like you to introduce the first clip. Yeah, I, I know it's not the same for everybody. I had a, a phenomenal relationship with my earthly father. And so as we, as we were thinking about the topic of this show, I was thinking of what was like life like with my earthly father, which gave me a picture of what my heavenly father would be as he began to father me. And so we are going to play a clip from The River Runs Through It. It actually is a com combination of three different parts of that movie that I put together into the fishing clip because for me, my father, actually my great-grandfather, had taken my father fishing in early years and so for my father to take me fishing was like bringing him back to his grandfather taking him fishing. And so this was like the ultimate picture of, of the fellowship of heaven was to go fishing with your dad. And so when you hear the relationship, there's three people here, which is purposefully an illustration of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And as you listen to these three characters, I wonder if you can identify which one you think is which. I then saw something remarkable. For the first time, Paul broke free of our father's instruction into a rhythm all his own. 
I'd say the Lord has blessed us all today. It's just that he's been particularly good to me. <laughs> there! that moment, I knew, surely and clearly, that I was witnessing perfection. You, you are a fine fisherman. Only need three more years before I can think like a fish. You're already thinking like a dead stone fly. <laughs> pictures. Oh, uh, those pictures. Hurry up. One. <laughs> Two. My brother stood before us, not on a bank of the Big Blackfoot River, but suspended above the earth, free from all its laws, like a work of art. <laughs> okay, Robbie, I absolutely love this clip, and I didn't talk about this specifically because I wanted to share it with you, but one of the most cherished times in my life has always been fishing, and that was always a time where I really felt at peace and at one with everything, and I always wanted to learn how to fly fish. And then no, I never had anybody around that knew how to fly fish. I had a rod, but I didn't know how to use it. So I go to a boot camp, and so I'm fishing, and I'm I'm at that moment of peace with my father, Heavenly Father, and this guy comes up and tries to help me fish. And then he pulls out his fly rod, and I put down my rod. And I said, you know, he said, aren't you going to fish? And I said, I'll learn a lot more by watching you fly fish because I've always wanted to learn than, than fishing on my own. And so not only did he teach me how to fly fish, he was my mentor in that, but he took me fly fishing the very first time. Granted, we caught this massive three-inch <laughs> trout, but it was awesome. Now, so fishing and Robbie and I have something that, that I hold very dear. It's one of those cherished memories that I always, when I think of you, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. And when I think of Dennis, the first time we ever had a conversation was about fishing, mm-hmm. and he got on me at a boot camp, and he says, why is it we're supposed to go out and have time with god you're always going out there fishing yeah i thought you were fooling around (laughs) but for me i was fishing with my father because my earthly father was not a fisherman at all so for me when i heard that i have a relationship with both you guys related to fly fishing Hmm. now robbie as we as as you go through that what you know you think about this your great-grandfather that was in the 1800s when he learned how to fish (laughs) at least and he passed it on to your father right who passed it on to you and you've passed it on to countless others so there's a gift from your heavenly father that through the through your your radio shows and through your ministries you're constantly passing on something from both your fathers what's that like yeah it's 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 been an amazing thing that my earthly father loved to teach me i guess because i'd love to learn and he would see me my eyes light up when he said okay this is how you tie this knot to get the hook on this is where you throw the fly if you really want the fish to go after it and and my delight in being interested in what my father was interested in well that has been my relationship with my heavenly father that he's taken me through the bible on the ultimate fishing trip to an extent um He'll throw the fly a certain way, and then he go, if you throw it like that, you're going to come back with an understanding of that passage. And 
it, it, it's been a similar journey for me, and it's led to the actual next next clip that I got to pick, um, which was this passion for the Word of God and passion for my relationship with God. That for me, there's a picture of life in this clip that. I immediately, it's the first time I ever heard it, I sent it to all my kids and I said, this is it, guys. If you can get this relationship with God, this this is what life is for. And so I couldn't be more excited that Al gave me a chance to play this clip again because I just think it's one of the best <laughs> clips ever. It's not what you say about you, it's what you don't say. Maybe you're not listening. Oh, yes, I am. There's not an ounce of excitement, not a whisper of a thrill. I want you to get swept away. I want you to levitate. I want you to sing with rapture and dance like a dervish. Oh, that's all? Yeah, be deliriously happy or at least leave yourself open to me. Okay. Be deliriously happy. I shall, uh, I shall do my utmost. <laughs> I know it's a cornball thing. But love is passion, obsession, someone you can't live without. Hmm. I say, fall head over heels, find someone you can love like crazy and who'll love you the same way back. How do you find him? Well, you forget your head and you listen to your heart. Because the truth is, honey, there's no sense living your life without this. To make the journey and not fall deeply in love, well, you haven't lived a life at all. But you have to try, because if you haven't tried, you haven't lived. You know, I'm going to do a Chick-fil-A moment, and my son got this thing from Chick-fil-A years ago on obedience, and it was trusting those who lead you by doing what you're asked to do. But there's something beyond obedience. It's absolute love, where you're not doing it, because you're obedient, you're doing it because you love doing it with your father, for your father. And you had mentioned Isaiah and how that was a, just a scary passage for you or a scary chapter for you to go into. But I can hear him saying that to you, Robbie, read that again. But I want you to find the passion in it. I want you to find the love in it because now when I hear you talk about Isaiah and very many different passages, you come out with that same passion. Yeah, there's a really cool thing in Jeremiah 31, 7. It's the word Shema. And that word Shema is, is like you hear. Like Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. But Shema is when the light comes on and you go, oh, oh, wow, how cool is that? And that's what the Heavenly Father does for me in passages is, as I, as I go through those things and all of a sudden the light comes on and I see what it is that he wants and that passion that's that, dis- that is described there and my understanding of God is, is a big, huge part of my journey and what I look forward to. So, you know, I was just, when, when Al gave me the opportunity to share another clip along those eyes of lines of how I see my Heavenly Father, you know, that clip just jumped right out at me. But your mm-hmm. clip. Um, there's another story. And, and I know that everybody didn't have their relationship with their father. And, and so, Al, your story's a little different. Well, it is. And we're coming up on a break. Um, and we're going to do those right after the break. But I want to say this. Hearing your passion from your earthly father brings out a passion in me. I read it differently. I read these words as though they're alive, not just black words on a white page. Mm. When we no. come back, we'll have... We'll have our bump in music that I want everybody to pay attention to. 
We've got a few more clips. You're listening to the Masculine Journey Radio. Yeah, we've got a website that is out of this world, MasculineJourneyRadio.com. And we also have a Facebook page that we would love for you to come and, and share ideas that maybe there's a show that you would like us to do. Maybe you're like me and you're missing Vinny Menino right this minute oh. and you would love to hear more of Vinny's stories from New York City. Pop However Vinny. that would work. You know, it's all cool stuff. And if you go to our Facebook page, which is Masculine Journey Radio uh, at Facebook or go to the Twitter page, anything, relate. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are. We'd love for you to get back with us. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn earrings today. Buckle up, Sarah. Michaela's got, like, the best earrings. Sarah, buckle up. I wish my name was Michaela. We're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt. I wonder if there's pizza at school today. It can be tough getting through to kids, but it's your job to make sure they're wearing your seatbelts. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Here's Garth Brooks for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. There's an old saying about life, play the hand you're dealt. Well, I feel very blessed. I've been dealt a handful of aces. Other folks aren't so lucky. You may think that if life deals you a neuromuscular disease, you might as well fold your hand and give up. But most people who have one of the diseases in MDA's program don't give up because MDA helps. And with an aggressive research program in search of cures and treatments, MDA offers help and hope. To learn more, go online to mda.org. into my childhood to bring that one out. I remember that show. I love that show. Yeah, it came on in the early 70s, the courtship of Eddie's father. Bill Bixby, Bill Bixby from uh, My Favorite Martian was and, a show, and he's yeah. on before that. And then the uh, and then the kid who, whatever happened to him, Robbie, the kid that played the son. He, like so many young actors, uh, ended up okay in his case, it looked yeah. like, based on the video. But here's the thing that struck me about that show, and when I hear that song, it came back, uh, what a great relationship to have with your father. Yeah. What an awesome relationship. And, and you hear how he's talking. It's really coming from the standpoint of the father talking to the son. You know, my ups, my downs, my pride and joy. You know, how he looks at his son and views his son in that loving relationship. There were times when I saw that show that I thought, man, that would have been cool. But well, this, and that's a great point, Dennis. You know, they had that relationship where they were, there was a synergy. They were one. Father and son were, there was trust, there was love, there was joy. But that's not the way it is for a lot of fathers and sons. Right. A lot of times, you know, the way we view our heavenly father is the way we view our earthly father. And that mm -hmm. can bring on some some struggles. And I, I'm going to play a clip and come back to you. And, and let's talk about how that, how that goes. This is from The Alamo. This is one of my all-time fav favorite movies because John Wayne's in it. Um, and also uh, there a plethora of other great actors. But let's listen to the military style, the way it's just a, a short, um, brief, given the orders type of relationship. We stand here ready to do our duty and cognizant of the will of God. 
Captain Dickinson, dismiss the ceremony. Oh, and Captain, you will inform the men that work details will be dismissed at 4.30 in order that family men may gather their dependents within these walls. Yes, sir. Lieutenant Blake. Yes, sir. You will see to the quartering of boys' volunteers. Yes, sir. You men will follow me. Dennis, your heavenly father has tasked you with doing the dishes. Get them done now and do an incredibly impeccable job. Sir, yes, sir. It, it, what kind of relationship is that? Uh, you know, a certain amount of discipline uh, is fine, but there's no there's no love in that relationship. There's no, you know, it's pretty black and white. There's no uh, conversation in that relationship. There's no, you know, when I was younger, my vision of, God was kind of like that war general. You know, it was kind of like uh, this was the guy sitting on the mountain that I had to mind my P's and Q's or I was going to get in some trouble. Uh, and I don't think I'm alone. I think there are other guys that are listening today that probably go, yeah, that was my that was kind of my view of God and and how he was in my life. A lot of fear there, a lot of lack of trust oh, I, in that type of relationship. I was in the same situation. And I think my closest... Um, relationship to that was from the military. You know, you were only as good as your last job and your next job, you're, you're on the chopping block. You know, you go from hero to zero with your next task. Mm -hmm. But the thing I remember about the leaders in the military, you got in trouble. Oh, they were not easy on you. It was harsh and it was judgmental and it was, it was brutal, but something happened for me and it was at a, a boot camp, one of our uh, masculine journey boot camps. And uh, a good friend, Todd Clark, was talking about his relationship. He was talking about how he spoke to his heavenly father on his way home from work. He told him jokes that he heard. He told him how the kids were doing. And I thought either this guy is just flat out nuts or I need, I, I've got to change the way I look at things. I got to change that relationship. So I pulled him aside <laughs> and when I talked his ear off and I made him tell me things. Um, and he was so kind and patient to sit down and do it but then i did something different and i went off and i didn't fish this time and i went to my heavenly father and i went to him as a father and i had this and it was my own perception as i closed my eyes and praised but it was like a time of king arthur and again this is just my my own mind but i got down on one knee and i just kind of put a sword which was, in, in a sense, my faith, my knowledge of God, my Bible. Not literally my Bible, but it was um, me as a warrior. And I said, Father, how can I serve you? And I, I didn't see it, but I felt him rush down and put his arms around me. I mean, there was just this feeling um, of oneness with us. And he said, I've been waiting for you to come to me as a son. As I go through the scriptures and I listen to in the synoptic gospels, when you look at all the gospels side by side, 66, 63 times in each one of the gospels where they're all the same, he uses the word father. In the book of John, 100 times Jesus refers to God as father. Mm -hmm. So there is, you know, in, in John 14, 6, he says, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But Robbie, 
the no way it one was. comes to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through me. But the whole point is to get to the Father. You know, salvation is one of the most precious gifts we could ever get. And I'm not trying to minimize that, but there's something better. There's something on the other side of salvation, and that's restoration. When we start to go um, to become the child we were meant to be, and I want to, Dennis, before we come back to you, I want to play a clip that kind of epitomizes how my relationship is with Father now. Am I? You can't kneel down in the middle of a highway and live to talk about it, son. But why? Why now? Bruce, you have the divine spark. You have the gift for bringing joy and laughter to the world. I know. I created you. Quit bragging. <laughs> See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's the spark. What do you want me to do? I want you to pray, son. Go ahead. Use them. Um, Lord, feed the hungry and bring peace to all of mankind. How's that? If you want to be Miss America. Now, come on. What do you really care about? Grace. Grace. You want it back? I love this clip and that was from Bruce Almighty and this is where Bruce actually goes up and talks to God and what I love about it is he's not judging he's trying to bring out the real Bruce he's trying to to bring out the authentic Bruce the humble but confident bold for his father and I love the fact that the girl's name is Grace I mean how cool is that that here he is talking about Grace and but in this instant it's, it's not that he wants this girl to get him or for him to get the girl. It's that he wants the absolute best for her, just like my Heavenly Father wants for me, for Robbie, for Sam, for Vinny, and, and for you, Dennis, as well. Well, there's, there's intimacy in that conversation, and that's what he was trying to bring out in him by going after his heart. There's, I just had the experience la- last night or a couple of nights ago that I was talking to you guys about um, – where I'm still learning how to have that conversation, that kind of conversation with my Heavenly Father. And sometimes it goes to what what He started out with there at the beginning. And then the Father reminds me 
um, just talk to me or just listen for a while because there's some some things I want to share with you. And it's just that intimacy of relationship that uh, that transcends any, doesn't it, Robbie? It's just amazing. And and that is too, you know, it's good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I, I, I think. You know, how realistic is that? What do you really want? Mm-hmm. And and Darren Kuhn, a good friend of all of ours, one time said to me, and I'll never, ever forget it. He said, you know, if you ask your kid what he wanted for Christmas, and he said, well, just whatever you think would be good for me, if that was their answer, there would be mm-hmm. no joy in getting your son a birthday present, a Christmas present. But if your son told you what really made his heart come alive, then that would be an and that God is in that same thing, that when we pray, if we tell them what really we want, at least we can have an authentic discussion. Can you imagine asking that question of your Heavenly Father, uh, which I read about recently in one of John Eldridge's books, uh, what do you have for me today, Father? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, and what I love about that is what he has for you is a challenge. It's pushing you to the limits, but it's also joy. And, and I love, because this clip reminds me of something that Sam has said before, that when he's talking to God, God has, his father has said something that made him laugh, that just kind of made fun of Sam, and Sam busts out laughing because he knows Sam's heart and Sam's sense of humor. Mm-hmm. You know, as we get ready to wrap up the show, one thing I want everybody to, to realize, your Heavenly Father loves you as a child, as a father loves a child, but he wants you to love him back as a loving father. He wants you to view him not as a judge sitting on a throne, but but as a loving, intimate partner in your life. Uh, you know, a father, a friend, a mentor, everything. Mm-hmm. As you go through your week, start approaching him differently. Start thinking him, thinking of him in a different manner. Thank you for joining us today. We we say uh, how much we miss our brothers that aren't with us. You're listening to the Masculine Journey Radio. One of which is the guard father. Oh, Papa Vinny. I miss Papa Vinny. (laughs) And happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Yeah, good good one. Happy Father's Day. Join us again at MasculineJourneyRadio.com or MasculineJourneyRadio.org, either one. And check us out on Facebook. Have a great weekend.